0: instant gratification. If I were you, I'd read the book. You might actually enjoy it. But it's up to you. This is still a free country. Judson Moon Chapter One. A Chance. The moment I told America I was refusing the presidency, pandemonium broke loose at the Moon for President Headquarters in the Grand Ballroom of the Edgewater Hotel in Madison, Wisconsin. That's the town I live in. In the 211 years since George Washington was elected our first president, no candidate had ever used his acceptance speech to say he didn't want the job after all. Cameras flashed like fireworks. Reporters went running to the telephones to call their newspapers and change the headlines from moon winds to moon winds and quits. Television guys were elbowing each other out of the way trying to get to me for interviews. My friend and campaign manager, Lane Brainard, just stared at me with his mouth open. The girl I had chosen to be my first babe, Chelsea Daniels, started screaming as if she'd seen a monster. My mom was in shock. She had to be taken to the hospital. Some people thought I was joking. Others were crying. People were running around as if somebody had pulled the fire alarm. Everybody was acting like the world was coming to an end. I just laughed. I stood at the podium, watching everything swirl around me, and laughed. It was such a relief that the election was over, I didn't care what happened. I never really wanted to be president in the first place. That night, when all the excitement had died down and I went home, there was a soft knock at the front door. I opened it and Mrs. June Syers wheeled herself in. Mrs. Syers had been my babysitter when I was a little boy. She was old now and so crippled by Parkinson's disease that she needed a wheelchair to get around. Her mind was sharp, though, maybe the sharpest of any grown-up I knew. When Lane had asked me to select a grown-up to run as my vice-president, I picked Mrs. Sires right away. "'Moon, you do have a way of surprising folks,' she chuckled. "'I'm sorry,' I replied. "'I kind of messed things up for you, didn't I?' If I had accepted the presidency, Mrs. Sires would have been the first African-American and the first female vice-president in American history. I felt bad about depriving her of that honor. Forget it, Moon. I know what you're going to say, I told her as I wheeled her into the living room. You're going to say I'm crazy. You're going to say I was always crazy, and I always will be crazy, right? No, Mrs. Sires replied. That ain't what I was going to say. Then what? Child, when I was born, women weren't even allowed to vote yet. At your age, I couldn't eat in a restaurant where white folks ate. I lived through the Depression, my husband died fighting in World War II, and I lived long enough to almost become vice president. I've seen a lot of changes in my life. I learned a few things along the way. Her left hand was shaking as it did sometimes if she needed to take her medication. "'One thing I learned is that life is about chances,' she continued. "'We only get a few good ones. "'When a good chance comes your way, Moon, you gotta grab it "'or live with the fact that you didn't.' "'So you're saying I should accept the presidency?' "'You and your pal Lane did an amazing thing winning that election.' Now you got a chance, a good chance. If you don't take it, for the rest of your days, you're gonna wonder what might have happened." "'I can't be president,' I said. I don't know the first thing about being president. I'd be terrible. Lane and I just tricked America into voting for me. "'Sweetie, I lived through a lot of politicians.' Very smart men, lawyers, governors, senators, a lot of them turned out to be bums. You won't be worse, and you could be better. I just want to go back to being a regular kid again, I complained. You want to grow up to be a trivia question?